Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. G'day everybody, welcome to the show. It is Inside the Ropes episode number 126. As always is the case, it's great to be here alongside the man who's returned from a little spell and looks fresher first up for it. Hello Mark Hayes. I'm not sure I run well first up Andy, but we'll find out. I need to get a few miles into your, I reckon you'd be better third or fourth up I reckon. Yeah, I need yeah. to work in yeah. there. In the once leagues. we get out over the 2,000, once we get out over 2,000 metres I reckon we come into your day mate. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, first up over 1,400, no good. No. But um, speaking of 126, that's ironic because I think that's the number of grams of food that Stacey Peters has got. Extraordinary what's going um, on here. Some, on a fork in front of her as we speak. Professional outfit here and we're supposed to be talking, you know, unencumbered. You got a mouth, what, you got a mouthful of risotto or something over there? How, hello to you, Stacey Peters. Well, thanks for having me on again, guys. No, Exc- I was really excited to be here. But it was just, you know, we smack on lunchtime here on Tuesday. and uh, What are you eating? Oh, just a bit of quinoa, a couple of veggies. Uh, Superfoods. Well... Yeah, if that's what you want to call oh, it. Oh, that's a superfood, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Quinoa. It's as super as it's been for me ever. Yeah, latest craze, I think. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, it's been around for a while, yeah. I think. <laughs> I wonder whether our co-panelist today, who we'll speak to about his, uh, where he's at with his um, schedule and game uh, in more depth in the second segment, he's going to participate with us during the first and third. Of course, I talk about Brett Coletta, who's a good friend of everyone here at Inside the Ropes. Young fella, how are you going? Very good. Thanks for having me. What superfood? Are you into superfoods? you into your kale and your quinoa yeah. and your... Yeah, Chia are. seeds and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you know, we are athletes as well. That's true. Pull <laughs> that right under your nose, mate. So, yeah, there you go. Look how lithe you look, No, Andy. you're so little. What have you done? So what? You're little. No, you're I'm not of... going little. He's still, he's still muscly no, under no, there. No, no, no. He's got the V. He's lithe. There's... Yeah. Look like a oh. marathoner. Oh, no. Nah, I just eat my superfoods, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I've got someone on my team there here. There we go. Uh, so we'll talk to you in more depth about where you're at and what's ahead for you uh, in uh, the rest of 2019 and 2020 and beyond. But uh, let's not bury the lead. It's been a big week for that bloke. It has. And, uh, you know, perhaps he gets a little overs in terms of, you know, other golfers. But the fact is Tiger Woods moves the needle. Mm. And uh, he's done something that's pretty remarkable this week. Obviously, winning in Japan on the PGA Tour is good within itself, but it does two really big things, Andy. The second, which I'm sure we'll talk about in great length, but the first is that he ties uh, Sam Snead for the most wins on the US PGA Tour history books. Uh, When you start to actually analyse that achievement, it becomes more and more remarkable. Um, What's the most remarkable thing about it as far as you're concerned? Is there one element about it that jumps out at you? That it took Sam Snead the best part of five decades to achieve mm. that many wins, I think, is the most. And when you think that Tiger was, you know, waylaid by personal troubles and injuries for a greater part of the past two decades, well, not greater part, but parts of the past two decades, uh, that he's got there so quickly is remarkable. But the second most remarkable thing is there are only two people who have got 
uh, are in the top 30 of that all-time list who are currently playing. Uh. And he's about two and a half light years in front of Phil Mickelson uh. and in daylight back. So, Well, it's like who else of the contemporaries could get into that, could push into that? Into that that category of winners, that that volume of winners, zero, no, yeah, no, 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 right, no one's going to get. It's crazy. There. Like I heard, uh, how many tournaments JT has won, which is is it ten or eleven? I think might be. And I think you know he's had an awesome you yep. know four or five years, right? To think that's eighty two. Yeah, yeah. Like that is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, he, like I think he's been dominant. You know, like a few yeah. years ago, and like he's been an awesome player. Yeah, and he's won so, eleven times. So if you think Adam Adam Scott. <laughs> In his career, he's been a fantastic PGA Tour player mm. for a long time. I think I think it's thirteen that yeah. he's got at the moment. He's got to do that six more times to be four back from Tiger. Yeah. Five more hey, well, times. I, um, the Golf Channel in America aired this show in I think it might have been June, three or so months ago, and it was called Chasing History, and it broke down every one of his eighty-two victories in like an hour and a half snippet of a show, and. You just don't understand how quickly they just went through them all. Like they just showed for a point they're showing one shot per tournament and they won the tournament because they had to get through it. And it's an hour and a half. And like another thing they kind of don't talk about as well is that his first kind of six, seven events, he won, I'm not sure the numbers exactly, he won four or five of his first 10 events or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like for for someone to do it, it's like, it's going to be a Matthew Wolf or a Colin Morrigan, one of these guys. So you need to think, well, who of this generation, who, who are the 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds, is going to come out and win 10 times a year? Aside from Brett, of course. Aside from you. Yeah, exactly. But who's going to do it? Like, Who is actually going to come out and do that? Because that's what it's going to take. Well, if you think about, um, say, I don't know how many wins he's had this year, total homework failure from me. But let's say Brooks Koepka's had four wins this year, which might be about right. He has to do that for 20-plus years back-to-back. Yeah. Back. That's the thing. So I, another fascinating thing for me, Andy, is because is Sam Snead is little known to us um, in our yep. generation. It's I mean, we heard Clates banging on about him, and he had the perfect swing, and he was a great specimen and all, all this stuff. Clates had known all the stats. Uh, I think Clates might have Clates played will, with him. He probably played against him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> actually, well, you know, Tiger actually played with, with him um, as a five-year-old. Brooks yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. great photo, isn't that it? That was good. Yeah. Brooke, brother just, Brooks has won twice this year. Twice. Twice in 2009. Wow. So he's only got 40 years yeah, there you of go. this Sorry, that's, <laughs> um, the most an, Another fascinating stat, because Sam Snead's obviously a legend, to be bigger uh, statistically than Hogan and Palmer and Nicholas and all the great champions that we always bang on about. He's obviously a, a superstar, you know, there are, Andy. I think I did this with you yesterday, just off the off the microphones here. There are one, two, three, four, five, nine, uh, five, nine instances of people who have won six or more tournaments on the PGA right. Tour. Yeah, yeah, okay. the same tournament yep. six or six more times. times. Yep. Two of them were done for the last time in 1914 by by Harry Varden at the Open Championship and Alec Ross. It was the North and South Open, which is obviously yep. defunct and. It's it's 105 years ago, so yeah. realistically, we're dealing with seven. Jack Nicholas won something six times. Sam Snead won the Miami Open six times. Tiger won seven times at the WGC Cadillac, the Farmers Insurance Open. That's Tory Pines. Tiger's won eight times at the Bridgestone. He's won eight times at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and and Sam Snead eight <laughs> times at the Greater Greensboro. 
and uh, it's astonishing, no. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable. It's phenomenal when you listen to those. <laughs> it's 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 phenomenal in and of itself. But when you lay it against what everybody else has done, yeah, that's, that's, that's when you yeah. lay it against what everyone, all the contemporary, all the guys that he's played uh, against the last twenty five right. years. Yeah. That's when you go, hang on, yeah. this is this is a joke. Like it, because it's the, the the you can say what you like about. And we do about the Sam Sneeds and the Jack Nicholas's and you know all the guys who are the have the volume of wins, whether they be tour events or major championships in the past. But I think the truth is that his Tiger's been beating deeper fields, fields that are getting deeper and deeper. The game's been getting more global. Talk about lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. That's that's not an unfair thing to say, is it? 100%. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I reckon. Oh, I think that's spot on. And yet, you know, only to see the first time winners. In this 2019-2020 season already, mm. we've already had four or five first-time winners yeah, on the PGA Tour. You see kind of like a duel happening, like a John Daly, Tiger Woods scenario happening these days. It might happen for a few weeks, like a Brooks, oh, I know, let's say Brooks and JT might go at it for a little bit, but someone always comes out in the back. Yeah. Mm. It's Agreed. not really a, a duel for a year or a season long. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is exactly. it a discussion, uh, who's 82 or better? Is that a, uh, not comparing apples to apples here, but or what do you think? They're both special for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, statistically, Tiger's better, but for Snead to be so good for so long is... Yeah. Longer period of time. It's unbelievable what he did. You know, yeah. yeah. He, so he first won on the PGA Tour in 1936 and last one in 1965. Um, okay. I suppose, How yeah, many so events for per year then, I wonder? I, in that sort of era, uh, still played a lot. Yeah, I yeah. mean schedule-wise, but oh. amazingly enough, like, he nearly won the PGA, the US PGA Championship, about a decade later. I think it was nineteen seventy-four or seventy-five. Yeah, he was, yeah. he led onto the, or he was equal leader on the seventy-first hole. So, um, you know, it's a remarkable. He he must have been a, you know, all, all I've seen of him is just old footage, yeah, old course, grainy yeah. footage. It's hard to line it. It's it was always hard lining the years up. Yeah, it's you just go with the numbers eventually, and um, you you dip your lid to both of them, and yeah. you know you acknowledge the greatness. Um, it does put to bed any discussion now about him playing here in a couple of months, or not even a couple of months now. That's the big one. Yeah, I mean for Australian golf fans, yeah. he's walked off the uh, he's walked off the course yesterday in Japan. Obviously, it finished on Monday, and the question was put to him: What about his President's Cup? Chances now, and he said the the uh, the player definitely caught the captain's yeah. eye today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to me, that's um, signing the the check. Well, he's up to number six in the world. Yeah. So so you, you can't even if he wanted to, even if he was, it's not my days come and gone, and it's past, and it's time to you know give others a go. Even if that was his, you know, if it was a margin call, if that's if that's the way he was going to, uh, you know, if it's a real line ball call, I'll go with whoever the next one in is. Well, it's not even a line ball call anymore. Yeah. No. You want you know, the sixth person in the world in your it, team, it got don't played, you? Honey. Yeah. yeah, it'd be silly not to almost do it now. It'd be almost controversial if he did. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. would be controversial yeah. if he didn't. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's true. If he if he comes down here um, and his back's a bit sore or he doesn't want to bust a gutter, he wants to focus on his traditional captaincy duties, whatever they are. He can play singles. Mm. Doesn't have to worry about the others, so he can just come out and give you know, the Aussie fans something. Yeah, he will. And and you know if you. If you haven't seen Tiger play live and you haven't got a passport that's active in major championship season, this is your last chance. What would be your – have you ever – well, you've probably 
we've been fortunate enough to be inside the ropes yep. on occasions when he's been out here. If I've got one piece, if you are one of those people and you're keen to see him play, my one piece of advice would be don't try and follow him shot for shot. <laughs> Pick, get ahead of him, wait for him to get to you four holes in advance, watch him get a vantage point where you can see him play a couple of shots on the, and then get six holes ahead of the thundering herd yeah. again because it's six and seven deep. Oh, I know. Have, Have you, you seen that? Yeah. So I remember when he came, it was at Victoria. Yep. It was, I think. And I went on the Tuesday at practice round and we drove, my dad and I drove and we were with another pro from the golf course. I played it when I was younger and we drove down and there was helicopters everywhere at yep. 7.30 in the morning. I remember it that, was traffic Remember how everywhere. warm it was that morning? Yes. He went out really early. Yeah. And there, who did he play with? Um, I think he played with Rod Pampling as the defending champion in 2009 at Kingston Heath. Is that Kingston the one you Heath, mean? was it? Oh yeah. Cause it was, um, what's that road it's on? Uh, uh it's Kingston Road. Kingston Road. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. I think Rod Pampling. He did play he did Vic, play as Vic. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a different. That was windy. That was and cold. the year he played with um, Cam Percy. Cam Percy, yeah, third yeah. round. I yeah, that. yeah, um, yeah. The, I think he played with. Um, yeah, it was pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah, not bad for. It. I was inside the ropes that day. I, <laughs> I was covering. I was inside the ropes that yeah. day when he was playing with Cam. I had the. Me- I he bounced the driver. I remember he bounced the driver over the head of the gallery off a tee box. He hit his drive and he didn't like it, and he slammed the driver yeah, into the ground and it, and went into and the it bounced crowd. over the it bounced yeah. over the ground. I remember That's right. that. Yeah. I remember uh, I could have retired that day, Andy, because I had a, I had the magical pass to allow it walk inside the ropes, and if I'd sold it to the highest bidder, <laughs> oh, like yeah. I was conducting an on course uh, auction, basically going yep. around. Yep. Got up to about ten grand they wanted for oh, my yeah, pass, yeah, 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 so they yeah, didn't yeah. have to put up with what you were just talking about. Have you played in an event with him where he's been playing? No, not a running event that okay. I played. Yeah, is it on your? Radar, oh, would you like to get oh, it done geez. before it's... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, absolutely. I think that's a no-brainer, for sure. I mean, it'd be a feat to play in the tournament with him, be a feat to play with him, be a feat to beat him. All all uh, bases covered, really. Yeah. So there's a little moment... So, so we're all, yes, he's in. He yeah, plays he's in. right yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. There, was a, there was a little moment of history created in the second round. Oh, not a moment, not a second, but because of the typhoon that came through Japan uh, and the weather that it hit the course... Yeah. It was a miracle they got the course up for play. When yeah. you saw the water that was on that golf course when play was suspended in the second round. So they shut the course to um, fans in the second round, players only. Mm. And it's only the second time in his pro career that he's played in front of a shut course. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, other time was 2012 Congressional when they'd had um, a storm go through the joint and it was a heap of tree damage. That, so they couldn't guarantee fan safety. Is that the US Open? No, I don't reckon it was. No, no, no. It would have been earlier. Tour event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only happened twice. You reckon he was talking about I'd make a putt and I'd go to put the hand up and then I realised I was being a bit of a dickhead because there's, <laughs> no there's no one there to applaud me. So I'd put the hand down, you clown, and get off the golf course. Yeah. He, was sort of, he was sort of he was talking, about, talking about himself. What about other clowns at that uh, tournament, Andy? Not an intentional clown, but... Oh, you want to talk about the lefty? Well, we go might on, as well. Talk about we're still in, well, we're in All Japan. Right. I, I, did you guys see Bubba Watson? That oh, shot? Yeah. You're talking the about? shot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I better explain it to people. Yeah. He, he's on the six, the par five there in the Zozo Championship, and he the it, rest of his playing group has teed off in, uh, normally. Yeah, towards the fairway. Towards the fairway. Yeah, which is sort of, yeah. He's pegged it up behind the markers, as you'd expect, obviously, and he turned 90 degrees to the right and punched it through a wall of trees. Uh, and then played the big bubba cut. Um, so he's it's a dogleg right par five, and he's hit the big lefty fade or lefty slice 
90 degrees right. Didn't even go through the the, the markets, the tee box markets. Yeah. It's almost, I remember, I think it was the two tee markers and then it had the hole sign on it. The six hole sign. I yeah. Think, I, yeah, I don't know. To miss that I think as well. he hit it through them as well. And then yeah. there was a gap in the tree he that he needed to hit. Yeah. Yeah. A very it, it small gap. It was close gap. to that the number six signage. Yeah. 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 It's it just was. so bizarre to see to the final drive. I, I saw the still shot of it. I haven't seen them implying the yeah. shot. Uh, the final yeah. when he hit, hit the final drive and he you know he gathers his tea and talks to his caddy, hands the club back, and then he goes goes ninety degrees from his playing partner. Yeah, yeah that the was weirdest. probably the. Part. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know what he's up to, Bubba. No, I don't think he does sometimes. They'd, <laughs> they'd, he'd be the only player on the planet who would do that in tournament play, wouldn't he? Be, would there be anyone else on the, on God's good earth who would do that in tournament play? I think there would be if it was an easy shot. Yeah, if you but could not to play a narrow, piercing yeah. drive with a yeah. big cut. I know you've seen players take like crazy lines off too, like big hitters ahead of their game. You yeah. see them take. Well, they just hit it straight over yeah. trees. I mean, we, we see that. I mean, you would do that all the time, you know. Yeah. Don't play the hole the way it's intended to be played yeah. anymore. Yeah. there's a few. It's more kind of maybe a tactical way to play it too. Like you probably, it's a, if it's a par five or something, yep. you, you never know. Bubba might have wanted to do it because he likes the second shot better. Yeah. Absolutely. Or something like that. But yeah. I've done a couple of instances where I've hit down a different uh, fairway, fairway yeah. where it's not an internal out of bounds, obviously, and it has a better, uh, better second shot. Yeah. Potentially, it might be a harder drive. But the risk reward for hitting a good drive, post hitting like a, a straight up the green six iron compared to a, you know maybe rolling to the rough five iron to a slopey green. Yep. The other way. It's a question without notice. Yeah, yeah. But is there somewhere it's in Australia? Is there a, is oh. there a sequence of holes somewhere in Australia where you would do that routinely? <sighs> Not off the top of Not my head. Not off the top of your head. Yeah. No. Yeah. All pretty, it's all pretty well made down yep. here. Like yep. You don't really get that. What yeah. about the Australian on the seventh tee? Oh, hang on. Am I testing your memory? I'm not memory? good at this. Uh, Putting under the pump. It's <laughs> the short off. par four with a lake on the right, front right. And a lot of people take it over. Oh. It's a dog leg, slight dog leg to the right. Yeah. A lot of people take it over that tree that's about 100 metres off the fairway to try and off, shave off. On the off. right? Yeah, on the right. To go down the eighth hole? To go, well, they take it over the right and try and bring it back into the uh. seventh fairway. But the miss, if it goes the wrong way, is out onto yeah. the eighth fairway. So if, as a player, this is what my process would be. I would... Look at the yardage book and look where the pin is, for one. Look where the pin is. And if it's tight to the right, it's a no-no. Okay, yep. Because then you just leave yourself a ridiculous second shot. Um, the wind would be the second one. Last thing you want would be a downwind shot to that pin. Yep. Because then you feel pressure that you've got to leave yourself a shorter landing area. And then you're probably going to dump it in the water. And then all of a sudden you've got to drop it back there. So you've got to hit another shot potentially shorter. Um. I like to play pretty conventionally though, so mm. I'll just, you know, if if the worst comes to worst, I'll just slap an iron down there if I'm not happy with the shot. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, that's Bubba. Uh, Victorian PGA uh, played down on the uh, Cape Shank facility. Um, I, I must admit, I, I didn't when I saw this bloke when I saw the name Bob up who'd won it. I, I had not heard much about him. I, in fact, I, I'm a bit embarrassed to say that I. Actually, never heard of him before. I think there's some members of the Rawson family who may not have heard of Campbell. <laughs> so, have you, have you done a deep dive into his background? Because there's not. Much, I tried to have a bit of a look up to find out where he'd been and what he, he's actually quite hard to find data on. There was some dispute after he won the Vic PGA whether it actually had a top ten finish in any tournament that he'd ever played. He thinks he had one, but Brennan Goddard, who was doing the post round interview, who'd done his own data, and he is. 
He does data. He yeah. he can deep dive into yeah. some statistical back some statistical data. Brendan, yes, he couldn't find one. Really? So, no, couldn't find a top ten. But Campbell finish. thinks he's he reckon, got one. He said, "I think I might have had one." That's a hell of a win. Oh, good yeah. on him. Shoot six under in the final round to win. Yeah. That's a super. Yeah, it's a super result. Yeah. And it's got a legit field. Like some of those, oh, yeah. some of the, I don't want to denigrate the tournaments, but some of them don't have the strongest fields. This one, you know, it's not a world-class field, but it's, oh, yeah. it's heading in the right direction because all the guys are largely yeah, look, home and, and are gearing up for the big season. He um, went toe-to-toe with Fraze down the end, didn't mm. he? Yeah. 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 And at a course that is, you know, suits markets. Yes. You know, and great to see his name sort of, you know, Absolutely. surging its way through the field again. The old boy's mm. still got a bit of life left in him. In <laughs> yet, but, um, but um, um, and he won't mind me saying that because I sent him that text the other day, so it's all right. <laughs> um, but um, that was a great win. I mean, you yeah. know, Mick Sim was, Michael Sims obviously found a bit of form in recent weeks and that's, you know, hopefully going to stack up through the rest of the Australian summer. And that's a good sign because a lot of us have wanted to see Michael Sim get back to something like what he was and where he was. Jesus, really? Was it? It's over ten years ago now. Yeah, and was he top fifty in the world? Oh, yeah. What did he get to? Thirty, maybe. Well, let, 31, a US, 32. let a US Open into a well, he had yeah. third round, fourth round. He had um, he had one of the last times that there was a um, battlefield exemption yes. yeah. promotion. Yes. No, that's the, still yep. out there. No, no, but he, not many people oh. have actually got it. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, you know, he's, he's that yeah. sort of player. Yeah. Like to oh, win three, three times, times in a year. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's kind of been. I think it's been great to see him. Like, do we think this is, you know, Simi coming back? Uh, obviously, back into form, but you know, could he get back up there again? Do we think? Well, he hasn't had a run, nice. a legitimate run with injuries. Mm. So you know, he's still young enough. Yeah. Uh, let's hope because he's obviously got the talent to do it. So have you played with him much lately? Have you yeah. S- yeah. How's yeah. he? How's he looked to you? I rate Simi a lot. Yeah. He's a really nice guy on top of it all. Um, I think I don't know. I, I've played with him, you know, probably half a dozen times. I can't really comment. Yeah. On anything because he's doing his own thing and I'm doing my own thing as a player. But you know, as long as he's happy with his family, he's, as, I think he's got a kid now. So I mean, as long as that stuff's all in line and. If he wants to keep playing or take it to the next level, I think he can do it again for sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about, you know, whether his mindset is yeah. that way, I'm, I'm not sure because he does have a young family now. Mm. And I was fortunate enough, Hazy, to be paired with him down at the uh, the Blitz, the Blitz Golf at Kerr Lewis. Let's not bring that up again, Hazy. But, oh, um, is there a story here that we haven't... I haven't heard it either. Oh, uh, no, no. It's just that Hazy and I were going to caddy for each other and uh, whoever got knocked out first, but it was 42 degrees and I might have got knocked out first. And I oh, you pulled the pin? I just had a bit on. And, oh, uh, abandoned the bet. Deary, <laughs> a bit on. Abandoned the bet. Anyway, Drop back to Simi. Oh, oh, that habit. is, you have We're plunged, in my, you have plunged in my estimation yeah, of you. Yeah, I know. I didn't think it was I've held you in the highest regard up oh, until now. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> right. Um, so, so suffice to say that Stace only played nine holes with Simi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. Wow. Yeah, but it was great to uh, yeah to catch up with him. And I mean, I think he is very focused on it at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see where he wants to, I guess, go with things. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things, isn't it? Like, because of his, um, you know, the challenges he's had fitness-wise, I've always had a sense too, watching him and list that he maybe hasn't necessarily been one hundred percent in love with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he does it because he's really good at it, but you know, he's not as driven at times as maybe some other players out there. But I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. 
But I wonder whether when you have a young family and you go, hang on, it's not just about me anymore. I want to provide the best I can for this family. Mm. What's the best way for me to provide them for them? Well, I'm good at golf. I can make a bit of money out of this game if I really apply. Maybe this could be the stimulus for him to find that, I don't know, not not the maybe a gear that he's never quite or a, or a commitment to. Or, it's all coming out the wrong way, but you, you know sort no, of yeah. what I mean? You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A l- extra motivation. Yeah, yeah. That's, playing yeah. for something else. Sure. Yeah. That's it. And I, yeah. without having spoken to him directly about it, I wouldn't be surprised if at all if he wasn't fit for like the longest period of time. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing, yeah. yeah. If you can come out and find you know, a happy groove physically, mm. I think that's half the battle. Mm. Uh, Sue Worcester's going to join us a little bit later on. I know you got some news from the LPGA Tour School. Uh, anything else you want to get to the break before we do a deep dive into young Coletta and what, where is that? Is there any other last little bits before we get a break out of the line? Um, we can probably mention maybe uh, Blake Collier. Who just turned professional last yeah, week? Yeah, should do that. There's a few, there's a few of them. PGA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few uh, just new professionals in that event, but especially Blake. I think he shoots 61 to qualify for the event, and then shoots another 61 in round two. <laughs> Pretty handy. To stuff, put himself yeah. in the lead of the event. Yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> um, yeah. And then ended up uh, shooting 76, 69 to T4. Mm. So I mean, Beautiful. solid debut. Yeah. <laughs> Really impressive. Actually, a, a whole bunch, as you say, there, Brett, of yeah. young guys making their mark early. Um, you'd obviously have probably, I would imagine, would have spoken to Dave Micheluzzi about it at some point recently. And Blake um, Windrid's well. done really well. Yeah. And Matias. Matias well. Sanchez was right there. And, you know, great to see him make a mark early. Yeah. It's important, isn't it? Absolutely. All these guys, you know, we've all played together as amateur stuff growing up. And we're all pretty tight. We know each other very well, all our dips and quirks. So all of them have kind of turned pro at the same time here. So all of them are kind of jostling and fighting for spots. You know, a lot of these guys have got pretty much invites to the end of the Aussie season. So for them, it's almost like the be all end all to get some sort of status and get enough money up or win an event to get status. On top of that, trying to find another tour to play on next year, such as Europe or Asia or web or something, or corn fairy, sorry, and Something like so that. Sort of jam a Q school into that schedule. Yeah, exactly. All of them, are, I think, I know most of them are doing it. Second stage is next week in, in the Europe, European one. So well, let's talk to you about you on the other side as we're going to break out of the okay. way. It's inside the ropes. Brett Coletta, our special guest, will find out uh, the lessons that he's learnt uh, through 2019 and what 2020 looks like for him after this. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. MyGolf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. Sir, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org.au. Welcome back to Inside the Rope. Sue Wooster to join us uh, a little later in the show, but Brett Collette is our special guest and our co-host today, co-panellist. You've had a nice little spell, haven't you? It's been a little... Is this a, since you've turned pro, mm-hmm. in fact, I would suggest in recent years, even before turning pro, this would be one of the biggest breaks from tournament play, competitive play you've had for a while. Yeah, especially with a card in my hand. Um, you know, I spoke to another guy last night that was... It's on... Uh, he got through the 25 on uh, Corn Ferry last year, and he said he's still red hot running. Like, he hasn't had a break, and I've been back for about a month now. So, mm. gee, I, I just, I mean, I, if it all happened and went forward, I reckon I could have been easily pushing through with it, but 
you know, you, you play the best part of 25 weeks in 30 weeks, you know, traveling every week. Yeah. You know, we talk about this all the time, you know, you can just reel it off, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely a learning year. Mm. We'll put so it you played 20, what did you play? 22? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I it think was you around, played 22 yeah. since when you went over there. So, yeah. So, you so see, but he does have like last time when Brett was co-hosting this show, mm. was, I'm not saying you were nervous about it at all. Not the show. I mean the, your golf, but yeah. you, you've got a real ease about you right now with obviously where your game is. Yeah. I mean, obviously I've secured security for next year playing on Corn Ferry. And, you know, I, I felt like I had probably my 80% game this year, 70, 80% in patches of good events, obviously. Mm. Um, so obviously I know that my game is capable yeah. to get to the next level where we want to be with it. So I mean, you can't, I mean, what's the point of stressing about it right now as well? You know, you <laughs> well, get a break. A... You've got a hard-earned break. <laughs> Why would you stress over it? Plus, you're young, mate. Like, do, you, do, yeah. you, do you have to – I know you're all impatient. You want to get there. Yeah, you know, that's a of, big one too. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you want it now. But you, I, there's a, you've got to be good before you can be great. You know, this is something that yeah. Mike Lombardi says all the time when he's talking about NFL players and coaches and teams. And, you know, you can just – you can take it. Yeah, everyone's in a rush, you know. Mm. It's it's kind of brought up, you know, you you play as an amateur, you know, I kind of show off the scene winning an amateur or pro event as an amateur. So all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in the train, yeah. you know, with all the other guys. And then all of a sudden I'm getting slingshotted up to the next levels. Yeah. And you know, in hindsight, it all happened very quickly and you kind of get content with that being the place where you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So you kind of, you get the taste of playing on the main tour with all the big names and you think as a 19, 20 year old thinking, okay, this is where I need to be. Where really, realistically, one, 2%, like the Joachim Neemans, you know, the Matt Wolfs, the Colin Moriakas or whatever, yeah. um, you know, that they've got it to that level. You know, that's three of how many in the last, you know, 10 years. So you've got to kind of look at, sit down and look at the stats and then you've got, to, and then you've got yourself to worry about as well. So. Yeah. You've got to grow as a young man as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. It's all maturity and stuff like that. You know, some of the stuff I did this year was... You know, I never thought about doing two years ago. In what or, sense? Like, oh, yeah. just like the off course stuff, yep. basically, you know, just, you know, I, I left at the start of this year, 219, packed up stumps, basically, just went on my way, got a flight, went and I uh, lived with Ryan Ruffles down in um, Orlando down there and Curtis is in that shack too. So, you know, I'm grateful they had me there for as long as I needed to be and, you know, I was just trying to sort out a place for myself to live, you know, getting a car over there, getting insurance, health insurance, all that, you know, the in-between stuff <laughs> that no one talks about. Yeah. You know, everyone's just out there going, oh, this guy's not playing too well. What's going on? Three weeks, he's missed three cuts. It's like, well, yeah, if you play a professional sport, you'd, you'd know you have no judgment over anyone. Mm. Yeah. So how big, a, how big a deal was learning how to deal with all that stuff for you? I think it's more, it's personal for everyone, yeah. but for me, it was pretty, it had a bit on it for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found it, I, I didn't find it difficult by any means. Just time consuming. Yeah, just mentally and emotionally uh, consuming. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it's just stuff that you take for granted, especially in Australia. We are so lucky, by the way. But, um. Yeah, when things are tougher. Often, yeah. It just makes it a hell of a well, lot you tougher. Gotta, it's in your mind on the course. Of course. So you're kind of dealing with two to, uh, what do you want to call it? Problems, I guess. Not problems. So is that all sorted now? You go back next year yes. and that's all done. Is that, does yeah. one, it carries on. So well, back, all that, all that background stuff. Yeah. So it's 
all that stuff I've been kind of running alongside with the golf this year, sorting out, you know, logistical stuff. So yeah. all, most of that stuff's good to go. So I can just jump on a plane, head back, and basically I'll just jump into their reality now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. More um, comfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, all the stuff's there for me. So essentially I'm just living at home for me there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, opposed to coming back here. Yeah. Um, also knowing my schedule, that's a huge one. I've got full status so I can pick and choose, you know, and you know, this year I got caught out a little bit, just playing too many events in a row, you know, playing anywhere between four and six in a row. We're really playing three in a row in contention is hard yakka. Yep. Yep. It's really, uh, emotionally and mentally draining. And are there a lot of similar courses on the rotation again next year? Yeah. So I've got the schedule here. So that would be a big difference, right? You, you, I don't know how many courses you played this year for the first time. I imagine heaps, like most, I would think. There's 25 events, it looks like, with three um, finals. Yep. So 28 events. Um, they sent an email to us. We've got four new tournaments, and it looks like everything's the same except for the Bahamas one, which got hit by Hurricane Dorian. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal too, right? Knowing, okay, yeah. I know what the first hole on this course is. I know, yeah. I know where I can score. I know where I have to, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know? and from a perspective point where you don't have to get there on the Sunday or the Monday, you've got an extra day to rest. Yeah. So I was speaking with a lot of the the seasonal guys out there, you know, that have played a few PGA and a few Corn Ferry or Web seasons in the past. Um, they go, listen, what you should do if you miss a cut, you go home Friday night. And then you know the course next week. You come back on Tuesday. So there's your little mini week off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just little tricks like that that you just don't think as a first-year player. No one told you that at the VIS, did they? No. No, but at end, I think knowing the course. Like, you don't feel the urgency to have to want to get there on Sunday. Yeah, and you're not. I think Mm. you know what you – maybe you don't have to have two practice rounds. Or maybe you just play the Pro-Am or just do – Nine and nine or something. I think it makes a big difference having been to the golf course. Absolutely. For sure. Is that all ring true? What Brad said, did it all ring true with you? Massively. Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. And did you find it progressively easier or did it hit a a wall after a couple of years or? No, definitely. Well, I just think that, I think that that mindset that you could, well, go home as in we'd go back to Darren's place in England or something when we're in Europe, you might go for a weekend. Or if you miss the cut or and then not go till Tuesday or just the option to do that. Yeah, just make it not the be all end all yeah. to miss a cut or make yeah. the cut. That's mm. right. But you know that now, right? You, you know yeah. that's, I mean, you talked about Justin Thomas before. I mean, he was the master of missing cuts. Yeah. He was yeah. missing a cut every fourth start, but he'd win yeah, one exactly. in 12, ones, you know, yeah. like he'd, when yeah. he was in the field, when he was getting through it, he was contending mm. like more often than not. So... He didn't give a stuff about missing cuts. No, and I think I've gotten more on that train too. I had yeah. a few couple of stints this year. I missed three, four in a row. And I think it was more just, you know, it was building, 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 and then I have a good event or play good for two or three weeks. I think it's very similar with everyone, you know, out there. You, you have your patches for however long, two, three, maybe four weeks if you're lucky. you just got to capitalise on those. So when you roll, you know, you mentioned when you roll the stats – I'm sure you poured through what all your data is, you know, when you roll, roll that into how you felt, Mm. do I, when I played against guys who spent a lot of time on the PGA tour, who have dropped back and they're hoping I I know they've spent years out on the PGA tour. You you know how your game stacks up. Forget about the numbers. You just know 
I hit yeah. the ball better than him. I'm, just in the back of your mind. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like, yeah, well, of course I, I'm good enough to compete with those blokes? Like, yeah. I think that's just that inner belief that you need to develop. A lot of these young pros now, not saying that I'm old, but... <laughs> I mean, experience. Yeah, experience. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be my fourth year as a pro next year. Yeah, it's happened quickly. Yeah, I know. That's happened know. really quickly. I know. So, um, yeah, just that inner belief that, you know, your good is as good as anything else. Yeah. And you've just got to be patient for that time to come. Mm. So I'll be the bad guy, mate. You were really, really close <laughs> to the big PGA yeah, card. Is it <laughs> gutting you right now or you've, you've dealt with it? I mean, what am I going to say? I mean, it's at the time, obviously, it's not the nicest feeling. But, hey, I'm, I've got my card for next year. You know, and I'm saying as well, you know, I would have had to keep playing and trekking along and would have had to play well. There's no break in that wraparound season. You're mm-hmm. out playing, you know, you've seen the last few events, the, you know, the Houston, uh, the one before it. What's that one? The oh, Greenbrier they started. Yeah, then Mississippi and... Yeah, yeah, all those. So, I mean, it's not a... you just got to keep going. And then obviously playing PGA Tour, it's not a let up. No. These guys, it's next stage. So in hindsight, I don't know. I, it might have been a blessing. Who knows? When, but I guess the question really for me was when you were within spitting distance of the finish line, in inverted commas. What tournament? You, um, Boise? Yeah. Boise, you were real close, right? Like, uh, yeah, Boise. You, you make the cut there and you have a good result. No, Portland Portland Portland, Portland. 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 Yep. I was watching you. You're on the telly. Yeah, there was a shot yeah. you played, and I, I, you were you were getting yourself back inside the cut. It was back nine, eleven or twelve, and you hit a wedge, you're middle of the fairway, about 110 in on front right pin. It's tucked behind a bunker. Do you remember the shot? What hole? Uh, about do. eleven. Obviously, I do. Andy, okay, where, okay. where did it go? <laughs> Short right. You hit it in the bunker. Oh yeah, the par five. Shot? Yeah. The uh, 11th hole. 11th hole. Yeah. And you, you, you're in perfect position. Like, you make yeah. a birdie there and you're back inside the cut line. It felt like you were on a bit of a roll there. Yeah. I yeah. think you might have made six. I did. I So, if we want to go back further, <laughs> sure, we want to get in some detail. I, yeah. But this is how close it was. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Well, all the projections, all the screens out there are all projected numbers. They yes. don't give you the actual scores of the tournament. <laughs> right. So it's just projected everywhere. So all of a sudden you make a par and you've gone from 24 projected to 26 and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you a big watcher of that sort of stuff? No, oh, I mean, these screens are big. <laughs> <laughs> and they put them in the spots, you know, you're, you're yeah. like the 10th hole, the par three, yeah. your line's just left of the flag and there's a big screen oh, right there. Nice. I mean, on the LPGA, they used to, when it was cut, like on the Friday, they used to put a pair of scissors up with the cut, oh, like no. just the whole oh, screen. Oh, and I used no. to hate knowing what the cut was. And <laughs> exactly the thing, like you'll see it, you know, through your putt or something and you're like, there's the scissors. <laughs> like, it, was, it was awful. That's just scissors. That's not crazy. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like looking at it. Yeah, yeah that's horrible. Go yeah. on. Go anyway, on, so I was, I think I birdied the par five seventh, hit a good shot into eight, birdied that. So I birdied two in a row. I think mm. I'm back on the cut line or maybe just a couple out. Made a good par on nine. Tenth hole's a pretty good par three. I think I parred that too. And then 11th hole, hit a drive down there. And then my second shot, here we go, get into big detail here. It was a front right pin, you're right. Yep. But there's two trees for your second shot. This is Victoria National Golf Club, if anyone's probably wondering what we're talking about. Yeah. But 
Um, no, not Victorian National. Sorry. What is it? Portland. Portland. Yes, I got that wrong. Um, the Victorian National was like the first weekend of the... Or that, that no, was that was the last... Pumpkin... The one where Tiger won his US Amateur. Pumpkin Ridge. Pumpkin Ridge. Pumpkin Ridge. Sorry. Everyone's going to be thinking. <laughs> I think on? it is. Pumpkin Ridge. <laughs> I think it is. There's a bit going on. Anyway. Yeah. Pumpkin Ridge, the 11th hole, par five. Hit a drive. Uh, I've got two trees in my way. I can either lay up short left yeah. with like a lob wedge, or I can hit like a four iron at the green. It's like 210 meters to the hole. That front right bunker's okay. Yeah, okay. So I was aiming for that. There was no way I was going to hit enough height and get it to stop quick enough. So, and uh, the gap, probably a generous two, three meters in it. It's pretty tight. So I hit this four iron. I'm on an uphill slope. Just catch it a touch heavy. Face turns over. Catches the left tree. Drops down left. So essentially I've hit a layup. Yeah. I got pretty lucky. And then the next shot I had was about a 90 meter shot. And I don't know about anyone else, but it's right in between lobby and 54 and it's a tucked pin. So you kind of want to get some revs on it so you can get it to stop, obviously. And, uh, in hindsight, I should have hit 54 and just stuck to a smooth, no, no, hit a smooth 54, but I'd hit a smash 60. Oh, okay. And I swiped underneath it, didn't get enough juice on it and goes in the bunker, hits the face, rolls back up the, the, that's right. It was a difficult shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I had one foot out the bunker, hit it over to about 30 feet and, Mm. Missed the par putt, so, and then the next shot hit it in the water. That's right. On the path, right? I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I went to bed. Sorry. Oh, God. It might have been early in the morning. Well, I went to bed too, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dad, but that, that's, so Hazy's asking you the question. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not glad to hear your story because I wish it was a different story, obviously, but that's how, that's the margin, right? That's how close it is. That is the margin, you guys. You make the cup there, you have a good weekend. mm yeah. yeah. So if it's four meters, if Ricochet is four meters closer, you grab your 60 degree wedge, hit it hard, spins to 10 feet. It's just in the back of your mind, knowing that you don't have to hit it hard to get to the hole. In the back of your mind, it's 90 meters. You think if I don't get every bit of this, it's short. Yes. Where really, you just got to hit it smooth. Just hit it <sighs> smooth, make good contact and you'll, it'll get there. Who's your caddy for you at the moment? Uh, I've got a guy out there. His name's Austin Alvarez. Um, yeah, we worked together all year. Really mm. good. So what's your... You've had a good little break now. It's mm-hmm. been maybe f- six weeks since you played versus yeah, early September. So whatever. Yeah. What, what? When do you? When do you get back into the competitive swing of things? You mean tournament yeah, play? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you do? What do you do? Are you full schedule here, like the the big ones here in Australia. Are you going to be playing here? Yeah, I'm. High chance I'm playing Aussie Open. Yep. I've got to start in that via um, the rookie squad, which is good. So. I actually, I don't have status here anymore in Australia. I didn't play enough events last year to keep it. Okay. So, you know, getting a start would have to involve an uh, invite. Easy, so, easy in. Oh, come on, easy. <laughs> easy in. Well, it would make total sense to have no, you guys. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the list. I'm in, I'm in for that one. I know yeah, that. But yeah. something like a PGA mm. or like a New South Wales Open, I'd have to get an invite for. Which, you know, if, if it was to be, I'd, I'd ask one. But at this stage, I'm kind of weighing up what my best scenario is for preparation for next year's yeah, season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, Aussie Open be a good start because it's going to be a world-class field, high high world-ranking points at a good golf course. So, you know, there's three ticks right there. Yeah. I've just got to sort out, you know, logistical stuff. To get How does it work? Do you apply for an invitation or does it just turn up in the mail? Like, uh, how does that actually work? 
Have you seen it, Hazy? Yeah. the scenes? Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> and Stacey's no doubt seen it a thousand times. She's probably the best place to tell you, but generally it's an invite, a request from the player. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, definitely. To the tournament director. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. And what, then they will Have you ever written on one? That. Yeah, definitely. What do you say? You just suck up. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, you don't. <laughs> tournament, love the no, golf course. Give, you know, yeah, yeah, I really want to play. But all that know. sort of stuff and then yeah. give yeah. background on yourself, uh, what you've done, why you should get the invite as opposed to someone else. What can you bring to the event? Yeah. Like, you know, that you'll do every clinic, every pro-am, yeah. every sponsors thing, yeah. everything under the sun, jazz it up, put photos. Yeah. I've seen some really good ones and some really poor ones and the really good ones definitely sticks in the t- um, TD's mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for yeah. sure. yeah. The good ones I've seen that have been successful of exactly what Stace just said in that, um, you know, if you need help with a clinic on, on Thursday afternoon, when I play on Thursday morning, I'm, I'm your man. Okay. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Um, so do what's best for you this domestic summer. Mm-hmm. And have you already got your date planned to get back on the plane? Have Not a got... date, no, a, but... a time range yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. last year I cut it real fine this year. You want to be in Bahamas, kind of, the first two events are in Bahamas this year. Um, you want to be there three, four days before. You know, it's just because there's orientation and all it's that stuff. It's the Bahamas too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like worse places to be. Maybe yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. before. Yeah. So I, I cut it fine last year. I went about a week before. Yep. And so you were there for too long, got too Bahamut. No, 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 no. I got, I got to the other side of the world a week before. My time, my <laughs> okay. body clock was out yeah, of whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, New Year's cuts it fine over here and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm just working out what will probably be the best time and getting yep. back over there and, you know, working out a, a schedule. And did you find practice. a house or are you going to bunk back in with Ruffles? No, no, we got a house. I'm actually with Luke Mackey, who works for Golf Show as well. Um, we've got a house in Orlando. We'll lease. Yeah. Just for a bit. Are you in the, the, the GA stroke, stroke Mackey house? Yeah. Not, uh, would you say, yeah? I'm on the property. I've no, got my own you space. Got a, like a granny flat or something out the back? Um, Yeah. I've got my little... Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. All right, go on and explain it. Because I've been there one night. No way. Yeah, I've, I've been... been there more nights than you. Exactly. Jeez, <laughs> um, if so those walls could talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so in the yeah in the GA house, I guess Brett's got the... Above the... This will, might sound really bad, but above the garage. Um, but it's, it's much nicer than now? above you're the like, garage. You're like, like Fonzie. Yeah, so like yeah, the, yeah. the granny flat yeah. of the uh, the golf. <laughs> Actually, he looks a bit like he looks a bit like Arthur Fonzarelli. He's, He's about as cool as. Yeah, if you had a yeah. leather jacket, yeah. he'd be all over it. Yeah. Um, the you granny Google, flat. You need to feel violated. Google the Fonz. <laughs> he was the coolest man on the planet for about ten years. Fonzie. Fonzie. He was the coolest man days. on the planet for ten years. Right. Well, I, I defy you to come up with a cooler man than no, he was the, the Fonz during that. Do you know what we're talking about? Or Absolute no idea. In the era? Are you serious? Happy Days. You never watched Happy Days? No, I remember Happy Days. Yeah, the Fonz. The Fonz. Hey. I was like I three years old, Andy. <laughs> I don't know the Fonz. <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. I'll, it came I'll on after it. The Simpsons, didn't it? Way <laughs> before The Simpsons. <laughs> or before it, was it? Way before The Simpsons. No, 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 no. Channel 10, <laughs> no, no, 6 wait. o'clock growing up, Simpsons was on. I can hear yeah. the, uh, the oh, what's his name? for it. Yeah, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. That character was the coolest guy. Hard to believe that Henry Winkler could ever apply a character. Yeah, he's about five foot six and yeah, about massive nose. And you know, <laughs> not that you look. He reminds me of the Water Boy. I was watching that last <laughs> night. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think we might have coach, gone tad off track here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about uh, 
your granny flat, but oh yeah, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> no, I don't want the, people uh, to stalk me. No, no, <laughs> oh exactly, but um, Mackie will take care of her. Yeah. Exactly in the Golf Australia house where we've had a you know a few players go and stay over there in their weeks off and stuff like that. So Brett is in one section of that uh, that home over there. Nice, it's good. a good setup though, Brett. If it you is, haven't, yeah. <laughs> um, good luck with it. Appreciate it. Good on you. Yeah. We'll be watching again. I'm fascinated by everything Brett said. Just like last time oh, when he God, came yes. in, you know, you, you, the way you explain the, the tri- tribulations, I suppose. Well, you're yeah. doing stuff that yeah. a lot of us would have loved to have been good enough to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the great thing about talking to people like you about it is that it sort of demystifies it a bit, yeah. but it underlines just how challenging it can be. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've, I feel like I've always been an honest person, so, yeah. you know, yeah. it's... Uh, it's it's just what you see is not really what you get out there. It's just kind of you got to experience it to see it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it's does. Very hard to explain it. Do you follow your social? One last one, Andy. Yeah, you got to throw it on break. No. But do you follow your social media when you're over there? No, no. I just didn't know because I, I'm imagining there's a lot of people who want to give you their thoughts and their wishes and whatever. But I suppose that comes equally with. So if someone's wishing me well, I'll always have time for yeah. them saying that. Where really, you know, the guys that are worth, you know, that are close enough to me will have my phone number yep. or something like that can directly contact me. But yep. someone like social media wise, it's it's very hard to find time, you know, and that obviously takes energy as well. Yeah. You know, to get back to everyone. You know, it's more like, you know, you have all these social media platforms and a lot of people just want to message you and, you know, ask for stuff, which is fine. But when, you know, the numbers get pretty high, it's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, we'll Good keep inside. watching. Uh, a break here on Inside the Ropes. Oh, a couple of other little bits and pieces we've got to tidy up. Sue Worcester, who is building a hell of a profile, um, is going to join us as well to talk about what she's done and what she hopes to do. All of that to come on Inside the Ropes. The Golf Australia website is now the place to go to look up your handicap and so much more. Whether you're out and about on your phone or in the office trying to avoid work, just go to golf.org.au and punch your golf link number into the box at the top of the homepage. Who knows, maybe that last round was just good enough to put you in single figures. While you're on the site, check out the daily golf results at your club, view our course index for up-to-date ratings, read the latest golf news from home and abroad, listen to Australian golf podcasts and interviews and watch video tournament highlights or tips to improve your game. It's everything a golf tragic could want. Visit golf.org.au today. The home of Australian golf. Welcome back to the show. Lovely to have you with us on Inside the Rose. Brett Coletta, our special uh, guest uh, contributor today. I reckon this is about how many times have we had Sue Wooster on the show now? This uh, certainly the second or third, I reckon. Definitely the second as a full on guest, but yeah. it's definitely not only the second time we've mentioned her name. Well, she keeps winning national championships. Uh, she's going to keep coming on the program, and that's exactly what she's done. Won her second consecutive senior women's AM on the weekend. And Sue Wooster, who's just collecting trophies for fun these days, has been good enough to join us. Sue, thanks for joining us on the show. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Did it pretty easily in the final. Had to work pretty hard to get there, but. Um, you yeah. got the got the job done pretty nicely in the final. Yeah, yeah, I, I was in um, had it going on in the final. Like I just, you know, those days it's just sort of pretty relaxed and still feeling pretty easy. So, you know, you um, you hope you hope your finals are like that. They're not always like that, but occasionally they are. Walk us through. And was I had it, it, was uh, it your, always Mullard who was yeah, so on. Was it your quarterfinal, Sue, that Andy was referring to there, when you had to make a really key putt on the nineteenth hole to? To stay alive? Yeah, well, actually, 
actually very lucky to win that. I thought I lost that on the 19th because um, my opponent was in trouble and um, she had a, a fantastic um, save from out of the trees to about five feet. And I had like a, I don't know, eight, eight foot or something to, to par, which I hold. And then uh, she just, she kind of just missed her putt. Well, she missed her putt. And so we went down 20 and then um, held a bad night for them for, for the win. So that was nice. We've got out of jail there, I'd say. <laughs> You're, you've become like world class, I'm going to say, at going deep into match play tournaments that go oh, for a long yeah. time. You've played a lot of golf in the last couple of years. Yeah, I have. What's the key? What's the yeah. key when you when you're standing in a six or seven round match play tournament and you know that you've got the wherewithal to go deep into it? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. How how do you sort of mentally prepare yourself think, for that? Yeah, I don't I don't try and look ahead. I never go. I'm going to go deep into it. I just try and you know play play that match, win that match. Because as you all know, your golf is with match play. You can play your backside off and not win. So you just got to I don't know. You, you just wait. Wait to the end result, and yeah, I'm in the next round. I mean, when I got into the final of the US Senior this year, I was quite shocked actually, <laughs> because I wasn't really thinking about getting in the final again. <laughs> and um, had a lot of close matches, so you just, you just, you know, you just give yourself a tick every time you win a match, and you know, hope, hopefully you're there in the final. You know, there's a lot of good players you're playing against, so yeah, need a bit of luck in match play, I think. I would definitely say Sue is one of the... I was actually lucky enough to play a state team with Sue. I don't know if you can remember what year that was, Sue. But um, I would say I'm definitely happy happier when I'm on your team in match play as opposed to opposing. I think she's one of the toughest uh, match play competitors around. Um, yeah, and that probably yeah. shows in your results yeah. that you've been having, Sue. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I remember you pretty tough these days. <laughs> right, this is about you, Sue. Like- <laughs> you don't like losing. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, like um, still got that competitive juices, you know. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like losing anything that I do, especially golf, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm right in saying you've got three amateur championships in three different countries, Sue. Is that correct? Uh, three amateur championships. Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Uh, are we going to try and go around the globe a little more there, Sue? Or what's your plans? <laughs> Oh, I've got to get to Europe, I suppose, at some stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, no, I don't think I'm doing Europe this next year. It's just going to be Canada and the States, I think, and Australia. So, yeah. So that's yeah. the fire that still burns for you. Is it the one that burns more brightly than any Sue over in America, picking up that? Oh, well, that's the ultimate, isn't yeah. it? Within a, you know, an amateur in the States, you know, it's... um. That's one of my goals. It's pretty tough because it's only once a year, so it's, it's pretty pretty difficult to kind of um, find junior game for that one week. But um, you do the best you can. So, Martin, you know, I'm, I'm hoping third time lucky. Martin Blake did a good story with you when you won the Australian Championship this week. And it, it, in mm-hmm. it, you speak to him about wanting to get your name in the, uh, is it the museum or whatever it is at the USGA where they have yeah. all the USGA event winners. Is that really something yeah. that drives you? Well, yeah, but I mean that. I mean that's 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 one thing. But it's um yeah, to have your name in history in that um memorial would be fantastic. But I think it's just um you know, for, for me as a golfer, a senior women's golfer, that's that's my that's the ultimate um win. And so I mean I can't go any higher unless I turn professional and win it. The next one will be a US senior women's open. That's not going to happen. But um, hey, don't so cut yourself out, that, Sue. 
Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Probably why. Yeah, but I guess yeah, a no, USGA event year, so. is the ultimate okay. as an amateur. A USGA well, event I as an amateur. I can blame you for it, Dave, because I remember playing pennant with you years ago when we were at Vic. And um, I remember you saying to me, you must have just come back from your first USGA event. And you said, oh, so you've got, to, you've got to play the a USGA event before you die. You've got to put it on the bucket list. Yeah, it's definitely um, uh, it's the ultimate <laughs> over there, so... And the, yeah, they, the yeah. tournaments are, they're special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a lot of money, of course. So, yeah, know, but they're some of the best fields, you know, in the world as well. So, yeah. And the courses are just phenomenal with the way they set up the courses. They're tough, you know. I like the way they set them up really tough because, you know, that at the end, you know, the best players will usually win the tournaments. Yeah. Cream will rise to the, the top. Tournament. Yeah. As I say, well. There's yeah. a lot of young um, girls who'll be listening to this too that don't realise what you've done in terms of um, exemptions into the big events next year because they bust mm-hmm. their guts to try and get to some of the events that you've already won your way into. And I mean, in terms of starts, yeah. you're already at the the senior women's amateur. The, I think you're definitely in this, the US women's amateur. Are you back yeah. in the US senior women's open as well? Yeah, I've got to stay in that as well. And the mid-amateur, so I've got the full... And the mid am oh, as well. It's a it's a big it's a big start to a season. Yeah, I mean it helps when you can plan ahead and um, you know book everything and um, yeah, takes a certainly um, qualifying is is a fair bit of pressure. So you can um, yeah, put some good plans in place and um, you know you know you've got starts and um, it just it really just it, it just helps for your mindset as the year starts and. And what goals you want to set, and all that sort of things. When you know that, when you know that you are in the events. Yeah. And one last one, Sue. Before we let you go, um, yep. you're you're a, a very passionate about your family. I understand that you've got a new addition yep. to the Worcester clan. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you managed to meet Charlie yet? I have met Charlie. I met him on, uh, after I got back, just after I got home, and he's gorgeous. Little Charlie's my seventh grandchild. Seven. Yeah. She was. That's Keep a, you busy, Sue, outside your girl. Yeah, I know. I've led a busy life, but uh, that's why I like it. Uh, if you want something done, Sue, get a busy person to do it. That's what uh, I've always said. That's what they say, yep. yeah, it? My yep. word it is. Hey, well done. Keep up. Uh, keep, Thanks, just keep winning these championships. We'll keep bugging you once a year to have this conversation yeah, when you've won right. something else. Good on you. Appreciate well, you joining us. Thanks. All the best. Good Thanks. on you. Thanks, Sue. Sue. Again, I haven't done the uh, the research I sh- like I probably should have, but her deep match play tournament um, stats in the last two or three years worldwide would be unbelievable because yeah. she never seems to get knocked out early. So she would be, even if she didn't win, she'd be going four and one, five and one, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like she said, I mean, she's so competitive. Yeah. Is she? yeah. Oh, so it's competitive. a different mindset in that. It is. Like, like the difference between stroke and match play. Like oh. you get those guys that you come up against in pennant that haven't busted an egg in a stroke play tournament ever and they always peg you or something <laughs> or, or it always goes down to the wire in match yeah. play. It's just a mindset. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's got it. Yeah, I remember her from, from pennant and state team days. Whoa. She's yeah. like, yeah, brutally tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's great to see because she's, I think, That's 57-ish, 57 maybe, yeah. somewhere around there anyhow. Yeah. Apologies if I'm one out, Sue. Um, that she's still got that fire in the belly. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. You got, some tour, you got some tour school news for us? Uh, what do we got? Well, we've got, um, yeah, LPGA Q school going on at the moment, the uh, the long Q series, mm-hmm. eight rounds. <laughs> They've got four down at the moment. They've yep. got the little break in the middle. <laughs> uh, we've only actually got one Aussie over there, Steph Nah, who is T78 at the moment. She's going to need a good four days coming up. Um, How many get through? 
top 45 gets status. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, she's going to need a solid four days, I would say. Okay. She's probably, what do we say, six, seven shots outside that mark okay. right now. Right so she's yeah. going to need a lot. Yeah. Um, what else we got from LPGA on the weekend? Um, yeah, well, I, think, we I think the LP, LPGA was, you know, a, a, I would imagine – if you're being fair income, you'd say it was probably a blind chance for Sue O. A little in a, in she was a, there, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she was right there. Yeah. Her and Minji were tied tied first at some stage during Saturday, which mm. um, yeah was exciting. But yeah, ended up Sue tied 13th, Minji tied 16th. Yeah, Sue had a 74 on Sunday, so she's probably a little bit disappointed with that. But great to see her in contention. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome event. Yeah, Hannah finished uh, T 38th. So yeah, solid enough. She had. Three under on the last day, so it was good to see. And my girl, Hana Jang. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say we didn't even mention the winner. Sorry. No, Hana Jang. Playoff. Um, won in the playoff against Danielle Kang. Yeah. Hana Jang is the second person this year, Andy, to win on the LPGA Tour without being a member. Um, the other one is just a question without notice for you. No, too good for me. No, Shibono, the women's Oh, the, oh yeah, the girl yeah. from, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Smiley. Girl from Japan. Yep. But yeah. um, she's, again, given the option to take up a membership status of the LPGA next year. She can either do it now and finish the season or either one's fine. Um, announce it by November and commit to 2020 as well. Uh. She's not sure what she's going to do yet, but um, I know that she's got a lot of fans in Australia. When she won the Women's Australian Open at Royal Adelaide nearly three years ago now, she had just this absolute horde of people following her around. It was fantastic. She's a really popular, popular young lady. Speaking yeah. of the women's game, um, did you see the news during the week that the R&A have yes. conceded, acceded to um, build some women's facilities at uh, St Andrews? So members, they were allowed yeah. members in for the first time five years ago. Yeah. And now I said we have plans to add women's facilities to Now we get a toilet. House. This yeah, is massive. Yeah, exactly. You can actually <laughs> wow. go to the Dunny as a woman awesome. now in the building. <laughs> When so, we actually, when we played the British progress Open, for you, right? <laughs> we played the British Open there, what was that, 2014, 15, I might be out there. Um, we used the men's locker room, which was, right. that was massive. Like yeah. that really turned some heads. Well, oh, there would have been so, some upset. Oh, there was some very some upset members there. Back there. In those but, days, um, there oh, this is awesome. We've got a toilet yeah. at uh, St Andrews. Uh, well so. done to the RNA for catching up. Um, also, we're going to uh, mention Karis Davidson up in Japan had a T29 in the end. She did drop away a little on the last day with 23rd episode in a row. Um, yeah. When we mentioned Karis. Yeah, well, in fact, exactly no, we right. didn't for the two weeks you were away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so she's actually had a bit of a rough uh, trot, but dropped to 52nd on the money list just outside the mark with okay. three events to go. Right, right. Um, she's one and a half million yen, Andy, outside of keeping her full card for next year. That sounds like a lot. Does sound like a lot, doesn't it's it? Not though, is it? Uh, she needs top ten. Um, Probably to... needs a solid finish. Yeah. Top yeah. Right, gets right yeah. Top, top 50. fifty. She's fifty-two, and she's fifty-two. Oh, and you yeah. know how that feels. You know oh, that yeah. feels. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wonder what the project projected. Oh, is. the scissors. <laughs> yeah. Just don't look at the scissors. Um, yeah. that. So, um, I like no, to keep good. her up to date with our listeners, Annie, because that's the hardest tour to follow in oh, the world. It really on is the, on it's social hard. channels. Really. And yep. It's hard to follow if you're actually if you're looking for it into it. You yeah. know, it's not. It's definitely not put in your face. And without yeah. Caroline and Stacey Peters, we would struggle to bring you that information because yeah. um, it's it's hard work. So yeah, it's figured, awesome when Kaz sends through the money lists and yeah, very handy. <laughs> it is so grateful for that. Yeah. We should acknowledge my last contribution, Josh Hill, the youngest male ever to win a pro event. So make you feel old, mate. 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 years old he is. Really? He replaces Rio Ishikawa in the history books. 
um, who was the previous youngest male to win a pro tour somewhere. He won on the MENA tour, which is the Middle East, as you told me before, Middle East and North Africa tour. Yep. Can't imagine that's a destination tour, to be honest. <laughs> You're it's not, not, you're not trying to get on the Mina tour, are you? Let's no, be honest. I think you're, you're playing for a bit of experience, some competition. Hell of a performance, though. 15 years That's of awesome. age. Gee yeah. whiz. That's shot 62 in the final round. Oh, it was a par 70. Well, he deserves it, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's a par 70 course, but I'm, gee, I mean, you, you're shooting 62 to win anything. You, yeah. you deserve to... Awesome. Yeah, that's a great performance. We've got a couple, Andy. I want to give a shout to Jake McLeod, who closed in style oh, yeah, 63 of his yeah. own in Portugal Masters yeah. to come up T8 uh, on the European Tour. Um, Nick Cullen and Minwoo Lee were the others to make the cut. Now, we've got to retract something that we had probably directly from Min's mouth, to be honest. He actually told us middle of the way through the year that he'd done enough to uh, yeah. get his full European card for 2020. As it turns out, he's some... There's been a complete change in uh, expectations, shall we say, of what was required to get in. It's not even close to what was originally said. And he's missed out by less than two points, which is that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, uh, in the sense that he hasn't got his full card. Um, but he gets, he's got fifteen or so starts. Right? Correct. Yeah, fifteen to twenty starts. He's sort of guaranteed next year on partial status, and that's before anything good happens or additional invites, which he's more. Um, open to now, yep, given yep. his exposure. So uh, it's not all doom and gloom there for Mint. So um, good and bad news there, I suppose. Yeah, and Jake yeah. McLeod got up to 150th on the money list, but that's not going to be enough to get anything more than a few starts for next year. So hopefully uh, the confidence that he takes from that will see him right? through the Australian yeah. summer. Shot which, in the arm. You know, yep. he nearly won the Australian Open last year. And if he comes home in good nick, well, who knows? Um, around the rest of the world, we mentioned most of the guys and girls, but... Did want to say uh, well done to Corey Crawford, who's been off the radar for quite a while, and Kevin Yuan in the Foshan Open in China. That was the one that we spoke to uh, Mav Ancliffe about being co-sanctioned oh, yeah, with yeah. the Challenge Tour on Europe. So it's got a bit of impact. So well done to Corey Crawford. Uh, Mav where, where did Mav finish in the top 10 only, this week? Only 57th, oh, which is extremely, yeah. extremely disappointing to shoot 72, 70, 70, and 71 right, okay. and be reserved. Put in the also rands. Has uh, he no. ever been in the also rands? That's no, not in the last, no. not in the last twelve months. But despite what he said when he joined us a few weeks ago, I'm extremely confident that he's got, got that money list pretty much in his uh, kit and caboodle. So very happy. Have you played with Mav Ancliffe? Um, I'm not sure if I've played with him. I know Mav. Yeah, but I've never played with him. I don't think. Yeah. Pretty stressed out sort of character, isn't he? <laughs> no, yeah. from Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says it all. It does, it does say it all, true. actually, yeah. And one last one from yep. me, Andy. Right. Um, it's the last time you'll get this out of anyone here, but I've been asked by Rosie, who really runs our entire department. She's the backbone of the team. Yeah. If, if we could uh, advise listeners that they have until midnight today, <laughs> oh, which I'm not even sure if that means Pod- Tuesday, so, the podcast is right. they might be gone. So you might delete this bit if it's... We're doing this on Tuesday at 20 past one, so you can work out whether it's still valid or not. But I need to do this, otherwise oh, Rosie's no, winning trouble. Big no, yeah, no problems. Yep. So get onto it. If you're listening to it, the Savo, and you haven't already done it, Get on to uh, the Swing Into Spring competition on the Golf Australia website. It's jam-packed with prizes. There are three $1,000 Drummond Golf vouchers, one of 23-month KO Basic subscriptions and you can, where you can stream over 50 sports live and on demand. And you enter via email at winwithgolfaustralia.com.au or just online. Do all of that before, Thanks, Rosie. before time runs out. Good to see you. Go and finish the rest of your lunch. Hopefully it hasn't gone off. Thanks, Mari. Thanks for um, having me again. Mate, good luck.
Yeah. Always, it's always a joy having you come in yeah. here and have a Anytime. chat. No, no, seriously, the door's always oh. open. So Yeah. I, I think Brett thinks that I was sort of um, having a bit of a leak in his pocket about how well he was received last time. You do you do this really well, mate. Oh. Well, who do I thank for that? <laughs> the public? You know, no, you know, no, no. Those, those important people around you. So. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, good luck. We'll be watching. No, I appreciate Brett it. Brett Coletta joining us. Good to see you again, Hazy. Thanks, Murray. See you next week. Uh, that is Inside the Ropes, episode number 126. Back to do it all again next week.